Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a podcast where we take some time to watch an episode of Parks and Rec, and then we talk about it. And by we, I mean myself, Jason, and my friend Jeremy joined all the way across town. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? It is going very well. Very well. I mean, there's a, a, a heaviness of grief in my heart after watching this episode. Um, but you know, the best way to process grief is to talk about it is what I've heard. Okay. And cause season, uh, cause season three is over. Yeah. Season three is over. And, uh, also this episode is talking about little Sebastian and, uh, he died. Wow. Hey, so we did yeah. just start it off. You know, I feel like the best way to give bad news is to just rip, like rip off a bandaid and then tell people the bad news. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> I, I, I go up to them and I, I put a bandaid on their arm. I'm like, how are you? And they're like, I wasn't bleeding. I was like, well, brace I got yourself. Some bad news. <laughs> rip. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, out, not on the outside. You aren't. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> not on the, I'm bleeding, but not on the outside. <laughs> and, then, and then you tell them, and then you then you tell them the bad news, and then you're like, "See, doesn't that feel better? <laughs> Aren't you glad I took the sting away with the band aid first? Yeah, yeah." And they're like, "Oh, yeah, thank like, you." Like my like my 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 loving grandpa always used to say when I had an injury, he's like, "Well, I could hit your toe with a hammer, and that would hurt worse." <laughs> and I would say, "No, thank you." And he's like, "Well, stop crying about it then." <laughs> I I still do that to my kids. <laughs> Good. Not, Perfect. not, not those exact words, but essentially like I can make it worse. <laughs> Do you want it worse? You want, or... you want something to cry about? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't think that's wrong. Is it? I don't, I mean, you are giving something, so I guess that's nice. Mm -hmm. I'm giving them hope for yeah. less pain. So yeah. Um, anyway, well, yeah. Speaking of pain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, speaking of pain, let's jump into talking about things. Uh, yeah. This episode, the premise is Lil Sebastian died mm. and all of Pawnee is grieving in their own ways. Some uh, with deep, deep grief. Others wondering if tendinitis is symptomatic of anything larger. <laughs> also, Tom yeah. and John Ralphio are starting a business because of uh, John Ralphio's recent influx of cash which is also the cold open and so this cold open works its way out not just in this episode but it has implications for many episodes to come because it starts the episode starts out with with uh john ralphio saperstein uh saying like he's got all kinds of great ideas like uh it's a game show where they flip a coin. One person has to perform open heart surgery. The other person has to receive open heart surgery. I call it open heart surgery. <laughs> so that's their first idea. Perfect. Um, and then uh, Tom, he's like, let's uh, take a jet and take the wheels off. Um, and then people can live inside their own private jet, make it an apartment building. Like, wow, this is so good. So then they're explaining what they're doing, which is coming up with business ideas uh, because John Ralphio recently came into money. And, uh, I love John Ralphio's, uh, the re the reason he came into money is because he earned his money the old fashioned way <laughs> by getting run over by Alexis. <laughs> so yeah, it's so good. 
uh, and Tom is like, Tom's just like, I can't believe you, you won that settlement. And, uh, John Ralphio's the best line from John Ralphio in the whole show. Uh, is like, do you want to get hit? I know a guy, minor cuts and bruises, <laughs> major dollars and cents. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, so then it cuts back to their idea meeting in the office and Tom pitches what will become entertainment 720. It's a media party conglomerate business. And uh, John Ralphio is wondering why it's called E720, but not just wondering quietly. Yell. He's yelling. Why? Why? Um, and then Tom says, because you go around the world twice for your customers. And that's where the 720 comes from, because 360 plus two is 720. Although, I don't think Tom was really thinking about it, because the Earth is not 360 whatever's around what what are you talking about well like it's it's like a circle is 360 degrees right sure but a sphere like the earth uh should not be measured in degrees it should be measured in distance so the company so the circumference of the earth should actually be um what the seven like 720 should be substituted for the circumference of the earth times two. So <laughs> let me just real quick. I'm just gonna do just, a Google search. <laughs> just look it up. Yeah. Uh I have to know. So uh dear Google. Is that how you yeah, start your still, Google searches too? Dear Google. I no, to to Google it may concern. That's that's <laughs> dear Google. How I do my concern. <laughs> yes. Circumference. Um and Madam Conference, Madam, Madam Conference of the Earth is yeah, but if 2, you twenty four thousand nine hundred and one miles, I, I yeah. So two four nine zero one times two is. But if you go around a pie, thousand one eighty two. So it should I be eat, entertainment forty eight thousand one eighty two. <laughs> but if I eat all the way around, like crust all the way around a pie, I've eaten three hundred and sixty degrees of the crust, regardless of how. Mm-hmm the circumference of it is sure but if he's talking specifically about going around the earth twice then i want tom to be specific and i think this is ultimately the the first indication that this is a bad idea is tom yeah. is not good with numbers no i, I think the first indication <laughs> is getting into business with john ralphie uh, well yeah that's probably a good idea um and uh and you know as they're pitching this idea john ralphie thinks it's a good idea because it's basically throwing parties creating spectacles doing all these things and that's all about what john ralphio's all about and uh, he's like i need you to do this with me i can't do it without you and Tom's, i don't know man i'd have to quit my job okay i'll do it without you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so john ralphio's the, the best of friends <laughs> plus the fact that he had no clue what tom was actually talking about he had to keep explaining it to him Right. So like Tom is the brains. Yeah. I I would love to know exactly how much money John Ralphio actually made. Because it's one of those things where like I would wonder if he could just not work. Right. Like if he had any smarts, could he just like in, invest this money and live off the interest and whatever his dad gives him as an <laughs> allowance because his sure. dad is a wealthy man in town. It's true. We will come to find out. But I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, General Alfio, you didn't have to start a business. You could have been fine. But uh, yeah, he's he's not fine, really ever. So and that's why we love him. But 
<laughs> that is why we love him. Uh, yeah, he is. So this is going to set up a little bit of tension for Tom because he's going to um, use uh, the events of this episode to kind of get this business started with John Ralphio. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so I don't know, man, it's getting heavy for Tom. He's That's really true. searching his soul. And I wonder if it started with who's your mate realizing <laughs> that maybe Leslie, maybe Leslie is the best match for him. Could but be, she's, but she's taken with Ben. So yeah. And then credits happen, cuts back to the office and Leslie comes in and like, <laughs> Leslie does not ha- know how to communicate bad news like like I, t- I did earlier where i put the band-aid on you and i ripped it off and then told you the bad news leslie uh just comes in is like i'd like to share some news about Amer- uh, Pawnee's favorite citizen lil sebastian and everybody cheers and then she says he's dead <laughs> <laughs> after the cheering he's dead <laughs> so uh everybody's instantly sad it's a roller coaster of emotion here and it cuts to a talking head of ron coming in um He's like, when I saw that flag at half mass, I was like, oh yeah, another bureaucrat bought it. <laughs> but then I found out that was for, for little Sebastian and that flag at half mass is still too high. Show some respect. <laughs> <laughs> like, gosh, man. Uh, he is, uh, you know, got his priorities straight. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, even though his, even though I felt like his mustache wasn't. Right. Yeah. Did you, I noticed that I was like, what's going on with Ron's face? And I, and I had forgotten why. And so we'll, and we'll get to that, but I'm just saying that was, I was like, what, what? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There appears to oh. be some kind of continuity error. Yeah. With yeah. Ron's face. <laughs> yeah. Which is not, 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 not like, like his eyebrows were under his, his lips or anything. It's not like the continuity of his face. Just, yeah. He's not a Picasso continu- painting. Right. But <laughs> what is happening to his face through yeah. the show? His his face changes a bit. So right, yeah. I but I do think uh, con- continuity error with your face is a great burn, <laughs> <laughs> which will come up later. <laughs> oh, hey, your 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 mom is so ugly. There's a continuity <laughs> error with her face. Wow. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess if if you were like a if you were a filmmaker that would be a sick burn like oh no you you really got me oh uh, you showed me continuity I wish I had a I wish I had a script manager for your face <laughs> so uh, were you gonna say something I was just gonna say like yeah Hollywood kids all over just crying like you can't yeah can't can't go that's that cuts deep you know in only certain places of the world (laughs) so yeah yeah so uh after you know they share the sad news of little sebastian's parting um they leslie says i would like us all to take a moment of silence (laughs) and i (laughs) every time i laugh so hard (laughs) because as they are taking the time to just reflect on the passing of a uh miniature horse um, the custodian comes in with a like Walkman, but with a speaker and he's just jamming out to a Cheryl Crow song. Um, and I wanted to get the title right because, you know, these things are important. It is, uh, man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> the title is man. Ex- I was like, man, I feel like a woman. 
by Shania Twain, written by Robert John Lang and Shania Twain. Okay, because so, I'm, I'm not trying to be that guy, but you you really confused me because at first you had said Cheryl Crow, and so I just um, you corrected yourself. I, so I did say Cheryl Crow, didn't I? It, it's okay. Yeah. I just but but you knew it, and I didn't have to be that guy. So yeah, I here's here's a a thing about this genre of music. <laughs> uh huh. Is there really a difference between Shania Twain, wow. Shania Twain, and Cheryl Crow? <laughs> Shania Twain and Cheryl Crow. Like, I, I don't want to get in the middle of this. Like, this is one of those things that I feel like we would really incite a like some some true hatred towards us if we got. Yeah, Shania Twain was much country, and and I would say it was was much country. Shania Twain was much more country, and Cheryl Crow was kind of more your your uh, kind of indie rock, you know, top forty kind of pop ish stuff. So that's that's my take on it, and we can just keep going. Okay, well, <laughs> let me let me go a different route then. Okay, because I think there is a difference, but I also feel like Cheryl Crow could totally sing that song and it'd be like, yeah, that's a Sheryl Crow song. <laughs> I think if, if I just said it was Sheryl Crow, I don't think anybody would look it up just to prove me wrong. <laughs> I, well, but I, but I as wrote soon it as down. You, as soon as you said, it, I was like, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> so. I wrote it down in my notes as I'm watching the show, Sheryl Crow song. And then I looked it up on IMDb. What is the song? I was like, Oh, it's Shania Twain. And that's why I was like, is there a difference? <laughs> so oh, yeah, it's all, it's all the same, right? No, I, I had to choose. If I had to choose between Shania Twain or Cheryl Crow, I would go Cheryl Crow every time. Well, right? yeah, because, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of country. So, of course, I would probably go Cheryl Crow. But that's, yeah. Even though, even though she did that song with Kid Rock, which I can't abide. So. Wasn't she also the person that said we should only be using like one square of toilet paper? Was she doing that? Yeah, I think so. But, you know, that's huh. maybe neither here nor there. I don't think or that has maybe. anything to do with most of my life, but <laughs> I'm, I not, mean, I'm not going to Cheryl Crow for, you know, <laughs> advice. <laughs> Hygiene advice? No. Okay. No. So, yeah. Uh, but while everybody is, you know, reflecting and Custodian is playing this uh, Shania Twain song, Andy is really digging it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like. It's just like bobbing his head. It's like he's loving it. So best best moment of silence. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, I always love the moment of silence at like baseball games or public events, where like as the game is starting, people are already drunk. <laughs> it's like let's take a moment of silence to remember the recent victims of the bread factory fire or whatever. I'm trying to relate it to a Pawnee event, uh-huh. um, and all the people in the crowd are like. <laughs> and like the, the a loudspeaker person is like really like really giving it a moment and then it's like thank you <laughs> <laughs> that was, a really, good, that was a really good thank you but yeah thank you um i've been to a lot of games where like for some reason they have moments of silence it's like why are you doing this here like this is not the time or place um so speaking of time and place leslie says that these kinds of times are when you they show you what you care about and there's a great little like montage little vignettes of of people's lives and so ben and leslie are shown like 
eating lunch together, April and Andy, and April looking lovingly at Andy at the shoeshine stand, because that job of archiving is apparently over. He's back at the shoeshine stand. <laughs> uh, and then Donna and her bends. <laughs> like she's polishing the bends. Uh, and then Tom staring at his computer, looking at the E720 business plan. And so like things are getting real for folks. Like, what are we going to do? Who are we going to be? Um, and so, yeah, so they're going to, uh, it's going to kick some change off in people's lives here. Uh, so then Ben cuts to, uh, Anne's office to meet Leslie, but she's not there. Uh, and we, and Anne's just there saying, I got a less a note for you from Leslie. Um, and we also learned that Anne's office mate, Stuart has left. He's moved down the hall. So it's now he her could, whole office. He couldn't take it. I would not want to take it either. Um, and so. Yeah, the note, uh, Ben is just reading the note and giggling while Anne is doing the talking head. And uh, Leslie drew a, a, a kissing monster, which I don't know what that is, but yikes. So, um, and then uh, Leslie and the team start planning Lil Sebastian's memorial service. And... for i did nothing okay so uh leslie and did you hear me talking yeah okay all right um leslie and the team start planning little sebastian's memorial service and ron is given the opportunity to lay the memorial wreath and like ron's commitment to this is impressive like it's more than he's committed to anything Mm-hmm. And like, there's little things like no spoken lines happen uh, throughout this. But like when she's, she tells him that he will be laying the wreath. Like he does the, like the fist pump, like, yes, mm-hmm. like that's what I've always wanted. Jerry offers to read an Italian poem. Um, and, uh, Leslie asks Andy to write a song. Um, and, uh, Andy's like, yes, absolutely. Uh, but April negotiates from $1,000 to $50 for for uh to get andy to write the song um and, and the song re- needs to be reaction. five thousand times <laughs> what's that oh yeah i was just gonna say and their reaction was like super awesome like it was just it didn't matter it was just a win like it didn't mm-hmm. matter if it was a thousand dollars or five dollars it was that he was getting paid to write a song right yeah <laughs> it's so stoked it's so sweet yeah it's the first time probably he's ever actually been paid to write a song yeah because uh, i mean and, and here's the thing andy would have done it for free and right. it's not that it was about the money, but finally, like April showing him that his what he has to offer is valuable and not that she's exploiting anything, or but it was just like she's in his corner and believes in him. And it's just oh, they're great. They're so perfect together. It's yeah, that's yeah. why one right here is like one of those tiny moments where I love this show. Right, because it shows this this couple like she believes in him, even though he's a total doofus. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and so Andy's instructions are, you need to write a song 5,000 times better than candle in the wind, which is, you know, <laughs> the song that, uh, Elton John rewrote after princess die died. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it was a different song and then it got reappropriated to princess Diana for her funeral. And Andy's uh, just like easy. Yeah. <laughs> nailed it. I'm going to, I'm on it. Uh, and then Leslie begins to pass out memos to the, the office giving instructions uh, and she tells Ben, like, you should really enjoy your memo. Um, and he's just looking at it. He's like, it, there's nothing on it other than what's normally on a memo. And then Jerry says, mine says you have a cute butt. <laughs> and uh, Leslie's response is, maybe they meant to have, you have a cube butt. <laughs> 
and everybody starts chanting Q butt Q butt. So that worked out well. <laughs> I know because it came back and he's like, yeah, but why is mine different? And then Leslie gets the chant going and I wrote, when in doubt, start a chant. Yeah, that's the whole Pawnee debate <laughs> philosophy. Ham and mayonnaise sandwich. <laughs> so like, what else is there? Right. People distracted with the chant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we're all repeating the same thing. Great. I'm in. What are we talking about? It doesn't matter. Right. That's how World War II started. Mm-hmm. So uh, then it cuts to Chris at Dr. Harris's office and he tells Chris that he has tendinitis. Uh, and and Chris is like, that's terrible. Um, I'm planning to, to live to be 150. <laughs> and Dr. Harris is like, just OK. <laughs> He's like, well, could it be anything else? He's like, yeah, shoulder cancer. He's like, really? No. (laughs) Shoulder (laughs) cancer. You are literally the meanest person I have ever met. (laughs) Dr. Harris is like, (laughs) oh, man, Dr. Harris is so great. (laughs) Dr. Harris has the same uh, philosophy of delivering bad news that I have. Put a Band-Aid on somebody, (laughs) rip it off, and then tell them they have tendinitis. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so this puts Chris in a a doom spiral uh, for the rest of the episode uh, where he is confronted with his own mortality. Dibs on band name. Doom spiral or confronted with his own mortality? No, doom spiral. That's an awesome. (laughs) Yeah, we play uh, a chamber death metal. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're a string quartet. Uh, (laughs) So uh, we play we play string covers of uh, Megadeth. Uh, guar uh yeah yeah people love it it. (laughs) they they can't get enough they're like please please no more i can't handle it (laughs) i take that to be they do want more they just are overwhelmed with emotion that's right a lot of people get like i get really like amped up about when we're playing uh because you know i mean that's what you want though in a rock show like this like you like the mosh pit going, people stage diving. I mean, I can't tell you how many times people have rushed our performance area when we're playing. <laughs> like say, you gotta stop. You gotta stop. <laughs> I don't I mean it could be the bats we're throwing at everybody, or maybe the fact that we're just covered in you know, it's fake blood, but I mean, still. It's it's a striking image. We're a hit at weddings, really. Yeah. People yeah. love us. I mean, really, our most traditional wedding song is White Wedding by Billy Idol. Um, that, I mean, but that's just, you know, that's where we're kind of selling out. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so then it cuts to, uh, to Ben and Tom and Ron, uh, Ben and Leslie and Ron in Ron's office talking about um, the plans. And Ben says the, the everything's coming together for the horse funeral. And Ron scowls <laughs> at him like. Show some respect. <laughs> what was that tone? Yeah. What was that tone? <laughs> like just perfect dad move. Right. <laughs> like you're talking to your mother wrong. Um, I'm like, ah. So, uh, yeah. So that's, um, yeah. So Ben's like being confronted again and again with how out of place he is with the whole, uh, the whole um, grief that people have around Little Sebastian. But while this is happening, he's saved by Tom Haverford coming in, pitching, uh, running that, like letting E720 run the memorial service. Um, and he says, Look, I'm, you know, John Ralphio starting this thing and it's going to be great. Uh, we should do this. And Ron just like says, John Ralphio is a clown. <laughs> 
and he should have nothing to do with remembering this magnificent beast. Um, and uh, so Tom promised to oversee everything, and they're like, all right, cool. And it's going to be free. They just wanted to do it for the pub, which is an abbreviation for publicity, as Tom tells us. Um, and uh, yeah, so the uh, so that is going to happen. And so Chris, uh, so Tom and John Ralphie are going to do all the production management of uh, this whole situation. It's going to be great. And uh, yeah, so things are happening as they cut away. Cut, Chris and Anne run into each other in the office and Chris Anne's like, how's it going? And Chris says, I'm dying. <laughs> what? Tendinitis. <laughs> oh, um, I don't know if you should lead with I'm dying. <laughs> so um, so then they uh, this is also where Chris learns about little Sebastian's death. And immediately, immediately asks, did he die from tendonitis? <laughs> um, so I was like, I don't know. I don't have his chart. Could you get it? <laughs> no. Uh, so he is very, very in, like having a hard time with being confronted with death, uh, with his tendonitis and actual death with little Sebastian. This is hard for him. This is a hard day. For but Chris it's Trader. great. It's great because like these moments, because Chris is like Captain Positivity. Nothing gets him down. Everything's awesome all the time. And like the only times we see him really start to crumble under the weight of any any kind of adversity is when it has to deal with him specifically, and not like in a super. It's like confronting his own humanity, right? You know. So mm-hmm. like when he got sick, the microchip has been compromised. Like he sees himself as like this machine. And now he has tendonitis and it's like, it's over. It's done. Like I'm, I'm, it's the beginning of the end. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So everything he's worked for doesn't matter. He's got nothing and he has no one. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> it's so Mazel tov. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Our next song is enter Sandman. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think this uh, Doom Spiral chamber music, I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. So I think the only challenge we have, though, Jeremy, I mean, you play some bass, some guitar. Mm-hmm. I play some guitar. Mm-hmm. We don't play violin, cello, viola, or whatever else. The fourth one in a chamber piece. <laughs> we don't even know. We don't even know what the four things are. And there's only so, four. So that's yeah. probably. And the other <clears throat> challenge here is it's just the two of us. Right. So we we're half to... of a chamber <laughs> band. Jeremy, we're not even half because we don't know how to play the instruments. We're just two people. We do not have access or training. And then we still need two other people with access and training. So, okay. But, but we have the idea. And I feel like we're basically Tom and John Ralphio. All we need is a dream and the will to make it happen. All right. So let me run this by you. Okay. All right. What if like we're just hanging out mm-hmm. and like maybe down uh down by the Edmonds waterfront? Okay. I like it. And I we're just talking and I just kind of nudge you into a uh, a moving vehicle. Mm. Yeah, is it big or small? Like bus, uh, I would bus say like, or like parking meter like trolley. Ooh, if it's the parking meter trolley, uh we could probably even get more because it's a municipal issue. I like that. Let's do that. Let's do that. It's smaller. Yeah. So she was too busy looking at her label maker um, (laughs) to see as she's driving. Because have you noticed they have those little things? They look like label makers. Whatever they're reporting you with. 
Yeah. Um, they just okay, write a label. <laughs> Stayed here too long. <laughs> okay, super rabbit trail already. Uh, uh, we went to, we, we swung through Chick-fil-A. And for anybody who doesn't know what that is, it's like a, a uh, they sell a chicken sandwich that people go nuts for. And uh, they had somebody with a change, like an old timey change machine on their belt. You know yeah, those are about? awesome. Yeah. Like there's like like seven, six, seven little chambers. And, mm-hmm. and my daughter's like, what was, what is that? What is that thing? I was like, "Why? What do you think it is?" She's like, "I don't know. It looked like some kind of like computer torture device." I was like, "No, computer it's for torture. It's, it's for change." And so, yeah. So uh, they had like it's just the 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 different coin denominations, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah so, so anyway, uh, that, that just reminded me when you're talking about the printer label thing. Like, there's just yeah, people carry around these weird things that nobody knows what it is. Right. I would love to have one of those. Like if I was really into arcade games, <laughs> like just having that loaded up with quarters, like you, like you show up like in your like tank top and like hockey pants, <laughs> got a headband on <laughs> a fanny pack full of nutrients. And then on the other side, so the fanny packs to the left side and then uh-huh. on the right side, you've got your change de- device. And you're like, I'm just going to show Street Fighter who's boss. That's right. Yeah, I anticipate losing a lot and playing a lot of using a lot of these quarters, but I'm not good. I'm I'm just going to be here for a while, kid. And you yeah. just keep you you put one quarter up on the top to say you got next and just leave it there. So, like whose quarter is that? It's mine. And I'm still playing. I put, I just put the whole machine up there. That's all the quarters. Uh, yeah, that probably is all the quarters. Uh I heard there was a change shortage during the pandemic cuz nobody was paying with cash. Uh-huh. And so they didn't have, they weren't, they didn't have enough change in circulation at different restaurants and, and, and places, um, which made me immediately think, why would anybody want change right now? Yeah. It's so gross. Change is already gross. And then there's a pandemic. (laughs) I think Chick-fil-A had it all. They had all the change? All the change. Well, I wouldn't, wouldn't be, wouldn't be surprised. So, um, all right, so we were talking about parks and recreation, and oh, yeah. then we went to chamber music, and then we went to Chick-fil-A, um, and now Leslie and Ann are talking about Ben and Leslie's relationship, and they're going to go meet in Ann's office, um, and so Leslie goes there, and Ron is there, <laughs> and he's like, hello, Leslie, how long have you and, Les- and Ben been together? Um, and Le- Leslie tries lying, but she just cycles out of control with how do I know you're not dating him? Um, <laughs> like that kind of defense. And then Ben shows up and uh, and is like, oh, hey, hey, Ron. Hey. And so Ron found out about them because Ben butt dialed Ron while uh, he overheard them t- talking about the different ways that women in American government make out. <laughs> they are weird. These two. Um, so, yeah. Perfect. So, perfect for each other. Yeah. So Ben, uh, Ron's whole deal is like, you guys are going to get caught and you're going to get fired and you got to knock it off. You get your, this is not good. Um, but it cuts to then Andy and April at the shoe shine stand. And Andy is trying to write songs, uh, talking about how like this horse needs to spread his wings and learn to fly. And April's like, uh, horses don't fly. And then Andy's response is, that's why I said, learn to fly. <laughs> uh, and then like, what are some of the other words? And, uh, you're the champion of death, little horse. <laughs> you know, really good stuff. He's on a good but, path. But if you're the champion of death, then you wouldn't have died. 
Unless you're also could read it as you're just really good at dying. Oh, that's true. So you died. You died the best. Yeah, little horse. Little horse. Yeah. Um, Trade your legs in for wings. For angel wings. Yeah. That's one of the things that somewhere Andy said. I I have two songs, two lines in every song. <laughs> yes. Spread your wings and fly, and you're a champion. <laughs> <laughs> and the key, it it checks out. Yeah, it holds up. Uh, so then, then, uh, Ben and Leslie, it cuts to the memorial service set up and they're, uh, setting up committing to no more fooling around at work. Um, meanwhile, while they're committing to no more fooling around at work, they start fooling around and a maintenance guy sees them same maintenance guy who Athena, the warrior princess, Leslie, uh, convinced to change the light bulb in the office because of her authority. Uh, yes. and now the power dynamics have shifted. <laughs> so this guy sees them making out and, uh, they're like, you, they know immediately they've been caught um and also at the setup john ralphio comes to tom and says which color of memorial band should we have and jerry's like they're all black and they just laugh at him and he they lift off all the different kinds of black that they have um and uh jerry is not having it he thinks it's ridiculous um oh where is it i had the list of them these are the kinds <laughs> uh, of black could you pick these out in a in a in a lineup Obsidian, Onyx, Midnight, Lost Soul, Rolling Blackout, Sleeping Panther, and Void by Armani. <laughs> hey, Jerry, does this look black to you too? As he's holding plaid. up his plaid tie. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is this E720. Things are going real good. I mean, they've got six different kinds of black, seven different mm-hmm. kinds of black to choose from. Um, and that's really important stuff. So what, uh, was, your, what was your favorite black? Um, I, I prefer Sleeping Panther. That's what I wrote too. I mainly because it is my favorite. It's, uh, it, that's my favorite name that is given. Um, is it also I, your favorite big cat? No, no, no. I like a, an awake panther. Yeah, yeah. But when it's sleeping, you can't see like the yellow eyes, so it's all black. It's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Just, just throwing out there. Thanks. My yeah. high sc- my junior high mascot was the Panthers, Kirkland Panthers. And uh mm-hmm. yeah. We didn't have a black Panther though. It was like oh. a tan. Like a mountain lion? <laughs> yeah. Well, you would think like a cougar or a mountain lion, but it was a tan panther. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I mean they have a pink one, a tan one, I guess. Yeah, it works. <laughs> sure. Our our school colors were taupe and tan. <laughs> 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 did you guys throw like uh the when jim and dwight threw the the party at the in the office exactly like, it is your birthday you, <laughs> it is your it is it is your prom <laughs> yeah here, no. here are your balloons yeah i, I it, we didn't throw many parties and i didn't go to any because um well i don't want to talk about it right now <laughs> all right um uh, anyway no uh it was actually purple and white fight 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 go panthers panthers forever these these colors don't run because the panther killed us uh where where am i am i wow was that your panther roar that was my panther well it was more of like a like hey watch out we're getting ready that's not a roar no it was not (laughs) but you knew what it was so well, it was either something on purpose or there's some distortion coming down the line. And so okay. I, have something, I have something in my throat. <clears throat> so um, as also setting up Anne is putting uh, programs on all of the chairs 
for the memorial service and chris finds her and asks a very important question is tendonitis symptomatic of something worse (laughs) uh and he's asking her because she's a medical professional and Mm -hmm. you know they had a relationship and so he can trust her and as we know if you know somebody who's a medical professional you can always ask them for free advice in any circumstance of course they love that yes like they get up every morning show them that rash yeah yep yeah Nurses in particular wake up every morning saying, I hope strangers ask me inappropriate questions about their health. Mm -hmm. Or I hope my family, maybe my grandmother, will ask me an inappropriate question about my health. (laughs) I don't know. My health or her health. Anybody's health. Yeah. (laughs) Anyone's health. Uh, And the response from my wife, and I don't know if your wife does the same, is always, I'm not a doctor. You should go talk to your doctor. So that's good. That's good. Medical, that's, that's good medical advice. <laughs> yeah. Doctors know. Go ask them. And also I'm trying to eat lunch. Um, so but here as Anne is getting the, these requests from Chris, like Anne's like, look, I don't I, I don't think we can be friends because our relationship and like, like I, you know, you hurt me and like I'm not ready to be your friend again. And his response is, I do hope we can be friends before we die, before I die. <laughs> like he's so fixated on his tendonitis as a like pathway to death um but i mean he got tendonitis because he did ten thousand push-ups we didn't point that out either and so i was like yeah just you're using your push-up your your arms too much slow down dude um death is inescapable yes we're all going to die uh like in hook um or what about bob then it cuts to uh, Ben and Leslie going finding the maintenance guy who we find out his name is George and they try to buy his silence with a day the rest of the day off and a massage gift certificate and he's like okay you got it guys and he leaves but this creates problems um as in just a it's few like the moments butterfly effect yeah you try to cover up one thing with a lie and more lies pile upon more lies um and uh, yeah it's just not great um, and so the service opens Sebastian, uh, and Leslie says Sebastian may have been Lil, but his impact on this town was anything but Lil. And then they bring out <laughs> little Sebastian's owners and his favorite friends, coconut and butterfly. I think what are their names? Um, and, uh, and as this is happening, Tom is like stage managering the pro- production and he's doing a great job. Tom's killing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, yes, Tom, you could do this. He's in his element. Yeah. Um, and, uh, one of the horses takes a dump on the stage. Um, so they're gonna have to clean that up, but you know, he's got it, which then wasn't we, script, which wasn't scripted. It wasn't. No. And they, they let it, they, they let it go. Cause they thought it was funny because Tom jumps in and starts like with, so when he says coconut has taken a dump, I repeat coconut has taken it. So he was mocking the actual people cause they were real trainers cause the, the show is being, you know, obviously it's, it's being filmed. And so when the horse did that, the hand, the real handlers were on the headset saying like, like those kinds of things. So that's where mm-hmm. he got the line and then they just left it in. That's funny. Yeah. Good, Good job. Aziz and sorry. Good job. Um, so uh, we also come to find out as the service is going on that they don't know where the propane is for the eternal flame because George never put the propane in the eternal flame. So Leslie has Jerry go get propane, propane, which is going to create this cascading effect where all of the roles are changed. And so um, so they're like, all right, let's roll that video now and we'll do the 
flame lighting later. Um, and John Ralphio is in the booth with Don. Is like, I hope you brought a change of clothes because your eyes are about to piss tears. <laughs> <laughs> and, nasty. And, the, <laughs> and the voiceover is Tom. Uh, you know, Tom Haverford with like a weirdo English accent. I think he's trying to sound like D- David Attenborough or something. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to sound fancy. And he's like, who are we? Where are we going? These are questions little Sebastian never had to ask because he's a horse. <laughs> he's a <laughs> so, horse. <laughs> um, and so like while the, the video is happening, Chris is weeping intensely <laughs> and Anne sees him and is like, what is his deal? But he's like shoulder heaving, weeping so hard. Um, and, uh, and John Ralphio is then talking to Tom, like, Hey man, I need you to join the company. Look at this. This is going great. Don't die like that cow from the video. And Tom says he was a horse. Yeah. Because he followed his dreams. <laughs> John Ralphio is the best. <laughs> Don't die like that cow from the video. <laughs> uh, so after the video is the musical tribute and, uh, it's, uh, Andy's get, it gets set up. It's like, Hey, now we have a tribute from, uh, Pony's own Andy Dwyer and it cuts talking head like what's 5,000 times better than a candle in the wind and like cuts back to the stage like this song is called 5,000 candles in the wind <laughs> <laughs> Andy knows math better than Tom so because it should be 48,000 <laughs> E 48,000 so um, and through all of this Ron is very emotional as I just wrote down like he's holding his the can everybody's got like those electric candles battery powered candles they're waving them up and hot tom or ron is holding the candle close to his heart and like head down like really sad um and uh he's in mourning yeah he's grieving deeply um and as all of this happened all the roles are shifting and people are like why is hauser doing this why is uh what's happening and donna has to read jerry's italian poem um which is uh not going great and then ron comes and he's like he's mad that he's not laying the wreath um and uh leslie uh, says, well, because we want you to lay, light the flame instead. And so Ron said, if you know, you knew me at all, you would understand how much I prefer laying wreaths to lighting torches. <laughs> but he also immediately knows that they got caught. And uh, so then they explain what happened. He's like, fine. So he's going to do the thing. Um, and as Ron's heading out, Jerry tells them that he got lighter fluid instead of propane, but it's all the same. But a major fireball because lighter fluid, I don't know why. But it really does uh, light a lot faster than propane, like much more out of control. Um, and so this major fireball burns Ron's eyebrows and mustache off. But they try to play it off like, yeah, we meant to do that. Um, so and that so when we talked about Ron's face being weird at the beginning of this episode, that is where the continuity error comes from, because um, he actually had to shave his mustache off. Right. So, yeah. Um, did you have something else on that? Oh, no. I was just going to say that. Yeah, that was he probably did that. They shot all of that first and then did all of the other stuff later. So they had to either wait or do fake mustache. But the only other thing I was going to throw in there is the 5000 candles in the wind. And for the longest, longest time, I thought Andy said, we'll miss you. I miss you and the satisfaction. Like, I swear, I was like, and yeah. that just never made sense to me. I never right. got, I was like, I miss you in this, like, like the satisfaction of knowing this little horse or something. Mm-hmm. That's what and I thought it was. Forever. Yeah. And I still actually wrote it down. And I was like, I know that's not right. I've talked to Jason about this. So I looked it up and it's, I miss you in the saddest fashion, saddest 
fashion. Right. Which that, and that makes a lot more sense. So much. But what, I still, much, I think, much we'll better always, song. Oh, yeah. 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 But I, th- I still think I'll sing it, I Miss You and the Satisfaction, just because. Like, it's been this many years that I've, I've said it that way. You can't change. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Change anyway. is for quitters. <laughs> I don't know if anybody ever thought that as well or even cared, well, but that, that really bugged me for a long time. Of the two people in this podcast, it's a 100% agreement that we both thought it was satisfaction. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, th- this small sample size <laughs> isn't in, like, if we do the math, like, oh, you know, by 48,000, uh, you know, it would scale up to still be a hundred percent misunderstanding sure. those lyrics. That's how yeah. polls work. So, um, so, uh, 100% of Americans thought that it was satisfaction. Yeah. That's what I would say. And 75% of the world did not care because they had their <laughs> own shows. Um, so, so Leslie and, and, uh, and Ben are like total shutdown of all work fooling around. Like we burned, Ron's face off. Um, he loves his facial hair. Um, and Jerry is when he's talking to him, he's like, you know, he's like, I'm so sorry, Ron. And Ron's like, don't worry about it. These things happen. He's like, are you mad at me? I can't tell without eyebrows. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and, uh, and then Tom and Ron are uh, talking about whether or not Tom should leave and per- start this business with John Ralphio. And Ron's like, look, you're a terrible government employee and he'd be ashamed to see you go. <laughs> but he's like i'll support you whatever you do but like I, I i would love to have you stay here and then tammy shows up um and uh ron ron just starts flirting with ron is and ron's response is my face was just consumed with a giant fireball and that was preferable to being with you um <laughs> and so he shuts her down and then uh, tammy sees tom is there and he's like hey hey glenn you want to dance <laughs> which that's what she called him when uh she right. was trying to get back at Ron earlier in this season. Um, and uh, then Anne tells Chris that he needs to relax. He's in great shape. He doesn't have to worry about it. Um, like this is what happens to people as they get older and it's all good. Um, and they become friends again like that. Boom. Friends. And Chris then it also says like, do I want to do 10,000 pushups on my own or 5,000 pushups with somebody with a, a woman I love? And he says, I'd rather do 5,000 with a woman I love, preferably on my back to increase my resistance. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get those, he's going to get the 10,000 pushups worth of exercise, but at least he gets to do it with somebody else. Right. Um, and so then it cuts to Andy and April at the shoeshine stand. Um, and they are selling the newest album, uh, the song, 5,000 Candles in the Wind, and the awesome album to Kyle. Um, and uh, Kyle, they convince him to, it's like each one is $9 or two or $18 or both for 40. And cause like, that doesn't add up. And their response is you don't add up. Uh, and, and so uh, how he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And so Kyle buys it. And so then a- Andy's like, April, I have to ask you the biggest question ever. <laughs> Way more important than being married. <laughs> he asks her to be his manager and she says, yes. So they're great. Uh, Tom then comes and gives Ron an envelope. He wrote his resignation letter. Um, and while this is happening also, some people come and start asking Leslie, like, Hey, can we talk to you? And they talk about all of her achievements in the city and they say, we would love for you to run for office in Pawnee. Uh, are there any scandals in your life? Are there anything that we need to know about? And Leslie 
this is some good camera work. The camera cuts to Ben and Leslie says no. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, tension. And then Donna comes rushing in and says, Ron, your ex-wife is back. The other ex-wife, Tammy one. She's in your office. And then Tammy two runs away. And then Tom. Uh, and that's the end of the, the episode proper. Right? Right. And we're like, what is happening which, here? Which, yeah, because it's like, we know how terrible Tammy two is. And so whatever it is that make Tammy one scared or Tammy two scared has got to be bad. So Tammy one, and we never, we never see Tammy one. No, it's all tension at this point. Like this is the season finale cliffhangers and it ends on some phenomenal cliffhangers. One, what's Leslie going to do running for office mm-hmm. Two, who, what is Tammy one's business? What's her deal? Three, did they ever get Entertainment 720 off the ground? And that's where the cold open or the, the credit scene takes us because Tom is in a ridiculous chair in the Dreamatorium, also known as the headquarters <laughs> of Entertainment 720. And uh, they have a DJ on retainer, DJ Blunt. They have a um, receptionist that John Ralphio saw at working out at Bally's and like, you need to work here. Um, and uh, she needs petty cash and they keep their petty cash in a plastic, clear plastic toilet. Why? Because they're flush with cash. <laughs> so, but they sing it. Um, and also, Detlef Shrimp is on retainer just to shoot baskets. Uh, and uh, that's it. And the only voice of reason in this whole situation is Detlef Shrimp, who's <laughs> like, what are you doing here? What is this business? Have you ever thought about scaling down and building a client base? And they just like, they laugh at him and call him Forbes magazine. Oh, <laughs> um, this, is, this should tell us pretty, pretty clearly this business is not set up to win. And then John Ralphio grabs a basketball and he's like, big D hit me up. And then he goes to do a reverse layup and Detlef just like without jumping, just smacks the ball out of his hand. And then what I thought was just was hilarious was that then John Ralphio pushes Detlef shrimp, which I'm assuming was not scripted by any means, but mm-hmm. it's just that Ben Schwartz <laughs> just shoves him. I don't know. It was, I, I was almost crying. It's, it's, I like basketball. So it was really funny. To you me. are a, a major basketball fan. So yeah, yeah so this was a great great way to wrap up the season give us hope mm-hmm. that there would be a season four say yes let's see what happens and season four is great i'm looking forward to it so as we are wrapping up season three jeremy what are your top three from this season it's a shorter season oh so my gosh what would you say would be your top three episodes oh that you put me on the spot like right I now i am Did- do you already me, have yours? Um, I'm looking at the the episode list, so uh, I could I could go first. I'm going to go from three to one. Okay, so yep, my number, I got them. Num- I'm, I'm, right. I'm there, but go ahead, keep going. Okay, my number, my number three is Lil Sebastian. My number two is the fight, and my number one is the is flu season okay that's where i'm at because the flu fight season. is yeah, yeah flu season stop <gasps> poop yeah yeah so yeah because the uh yeah i think it there's a lot of character stuff in all of these the snake hole lounge stuff with the fight is so good mm-hmm. and so funny and uh yeah the flu season is just fantastic. So many jokes. 
Yeah. So right before you, so I was organizing in my head. I like the the fight. Um, probably then, yeah, flu season or harvest festival. I, I couldn't quite decide. And my number one was Andy and April's fancy party. Oh yeah, look at you being all I, sentimental. I, I, I know, it, and that's why. I mean, yeah, that's it's a good one. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, my I think, uh, I mean, for for my money, I would say that Andy and April's relationship is probably one of the best one of the best relationships ever on television. I'm just gonna say it like that's. Wow. Yeah, you're just going for it. I'm going for it. I one, would, one of, I'm not saying the best, but it's yeah. it's way way up there. Like everything yeah. about it. There wasn't, like I said before, it wasn't this boring like back and forth. Will they? Won't they? I mean, there was a little bit in the beginning, but then they just like let's see how they actually progress. Versus, oh, they got married at the end. Like it's a big ratings bump, right? Like right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah. It's a great episode. It's all. It's a great episode. So. Can't go wrong. Yeah, this season, th- third, uh, 16 episodes, all told, like, really good. Like, yeah. there, there isn't one that I'm like, this, la- this one's lame. And, uh, yeah, they're all good. So. I mean, Eagleton. Eagleton's funny. The fence. Yeah. I mean, that, that yes. was great. Um, yeah, th- season three. Season three is just, yeah, you could just watch it over and over again. The Harvest Festival, you know, goes off. It propels Leslie forward. Um, the media blitz was hilarious. Like Ben was just so, so terrible. Um, time capsule, time capsule. Anyway. Yeah. Just going back through season three. Um, fantastic. So what do we have looking to look forward to in, se- in season four? Well, we have a uh, special guest star, Paul Rudd in many episodes. Yes. And also um, a guy from Friday night lights. <laughs> yeah in one episode uh and he's gonna lobby for vending machine guns (laughs) uh so we have those things to look forward to we also have zorp zorp is in this episode um oh man what episode is it oh god in this season it's not where is it oh end of the world oh yes there it is perfect yeah episode six that is such a great episode too. Um, oh, even looking at this summary on IMDb, the way they spell entertainment 720 makes me so mad. <laughs> there it's are the, 22, 22 episodes in season four. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, e the number seven twenty. <laughs> oh. I just hate it so much. Um, yeah. So many good episodes. And then uh, we have this great episode where they are doing the debate and Andy um, is reenacting the his favorite movies. Yes. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, Dave is going to come back uh, for a bit. Uh, yeah. So many, so many great episodes. There's a pie in the face. And Burt Macklin is on the scene. Um, There's bowling. Yeah, I am really, really excited for what this season holds. So, yeah, 22 episodes. Let's do this. Listener, if you are excited for season four, stick with us. We're going to keep going. But I'd also love to hear from you. What are your favorite episodes from season three? And you can email us at parksandconversation at gmail.com. That's how you can correspond with us. How's that sound?
Good. Are you talking to me, me or them? I'm just talking to listener in general. Okay, sorry. I, d- I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Could you could you pipe down over there? Um, I'm trying to hear from the listener. So, yeah, all, all told, more great stuff ahead. Awesome. Yeah, and after season four, do you know what comes after season four? S- six and seven. You skipped oh. five. I mean, it's conclude. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, but to get to six, you got to do five. Mm-hmm. 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 So, oh man, I just love the show so much. It's good. Yeah. All right. Well, we should uh, let people get on with their lives. We've had okay. this hostage situation long enough. <laughs> um, they brought in the pizza, and I'm I'm, I'm placated. So <laughs> you're now free hostages. Sounds good. I will. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll talk to you later. All right, man. See you later. Wow. <laughs>